Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Welcome to the Billboard Charity Podcast. Gary Trust, Billboard Senior Director of Charts. And hey guys, it's Trevor Anderson, a chart manager here at Billboard. This is the 2019 season premiere. It's our fourth season premiere. Uh, your fourth season premiere. Not mine. But yeah, here we are, 2019. Glad to have made it over. Hope everybody had a nice new year. Um, any holidays out there, anybody was celebrating, hope those were enjoyable as well. Is it just me or is January the most nondescript month for everybody seems like december there are holiday parties christmas there's so many benchmarks then you get to january and it's just this this weird open sl- i feel like i have no like no major memories from january um it's uh probably up there i feel like august kind of has that same rep but uh no, august you go on vacation it's summer well but i mean i guess but i mean there's i guess because august has like no holiday there's like like rarely like something to kind of anchor it like you know like July's Fourth of July. There's at least Labor Day weekend. There's Halloween. August is just kind of just another month of summer. But January, yeah. Um, I mean, I know last year in particular it felt like for a lot of people, January was like this endless month. I saw that was like a recurring thing on Twitter in particular. The rest of the year kind of just flew by. But for some reason, it took a while to get out of January. And um, hopefully this January, I guess, goes by. Even though it, it will be uh, scientifically the same length of time, hopefully at least it feels like it goes by faster. I always feel kind of insecure in January. I think of like all the just, just January. Well, more so, like, like good things that happened in the past year. I'm like, oh, what if what if this year is really boring? What if nothing fun happens? Uh, I'm sure plenty of good things are going to happen in your life, Gary. You're going to be prosperous, thriving out here. This is going to be your time. Reclaim it. Going to be a miracle. Going to look back and you're going to say, I can't believe I thought nothing was going to happen this year. This has been the best year of my life. But then what will I do the year after that? 
can't be that good. Okay, I can only do one year at a time, so make it work. All right, uh, we're back. We're the same. Uh, coming up, our special guest, Greg Morella from Capitol Records, going to be talking about, well, let's get into it, because uh, he's back at number one, thanks to the artist at number one this week on the Billboard Hot 100. Ooh, he's back at number Ooh, that's some people who are going to take mad offense to that. <laughs> Had some help. Uh, here is the new number one on the Billboard Hot 100 this week. Just so you can take advantage of me. Tell me how's it feel sitting up there. Feeling so high, but too far away to hold me. You know I'm the one who put you up there. Deep in the sky, does it ever get lonely? Thinking you could live. Yes, indeed, that is Halsey. Number one this week on the Hot 100 with the song Without Me. Uh, I guess random, maybe funnish fact that, you know, you know the Without Me Eminem song way back in the day peaked to number two on the Hot 100. So yeah. I guess Halsey has the, uh, at least so far, the biggest Without Me. Props to her on that. And of course, her first number one on the chart as a lead artist. Uh, I'm sure plenty of Halsey stands and probably the whole world will remember when she was featured on the song Closer by the Chainsmokers, a 12-week number one back in 2016. Which is so funny, because it feels like there was a moment in an era where that song, like, would not go away. It just felt like, whoa, this, this, like, this, this song is, like, the perennial hit. And in a weird way, like, you know, not, not that it's, like, a song you forget about, but I guess in a, in a way that it's been about two and a half years, it's kind of like, oh, oh, wait, like, like yeah, I'm I, I, like I remember when this song was on top of the world, and it. I mean, obviously with the Chainsmokers kind of having declined. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe it's because they had this whole run of hits that was it was just all consecutive, and then just kind of stopped, and they haven't had as big a hit since. So now when you think Chainsmokers, you mentally you kind of go back uh, a couple of years or so. Yeah, that's got to be part of the equation there for sure. Um, but keeping it forward with Halsey this week. Um, even though the song is number one on the Hot 100, some smart insiders will note that it's actually not number one on any of the component metrics that go into the chart, uh, which are digital song sales, radio songs, and streaming. Uh, Halsey's number two on the song sales chart, number three on radio, and number four on streaming. But even though she isn't number one in any of those particular categories, it's one of those weeks where overall she's doing well enough across all three metrics in the top five of each chart, like we just mentioned, to give her the number one title overall. So, you know, sometimes it kind of works out that way, weirdly, with some of the math, but that's how we uh, lands this week. And uh, by this song going to number one, a song that was on the Hot 100 about 15 years ago, got to number three back then, it finally, uh, a portion of it, gets number one. You don't have to say just what you did, I already know. Yeah, it's actually pretty subtle, but um, enough there to where the legal experts have uh, for sure put the songwriting credits on for Crimea River, the Justin Timberlake song from back on the 2002 album Justified. So a, a while back, Justin's first solo effort. Uh, the song was number three hit in 2003 on the Hot 100. I think, I think People's one of those songs that has aged so well, people kind of would probably assume it was his first solo number one. Um, that wouldn't happen until Sexy Back a couple years later. But just one of those things where it feels like, I guess in, in a way, a song that you probably assume was number one, kind of in a way, sort of does become number one at long last. So 
Halsey able to do what even Justin Timberlake back in the early 2000s could not. And because uh, without me, it's, it's not confirmed. It's rumored to be about uh, Halsey's breakup with G-Eazy and Crimea River is uh, Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears. So uh, honorary number ones for G-Eazy and Britney Spears, too? Um, I don't know if this is this is what they exactly would have asked for and yeah. want, but um, I guess if you inspire you know, a hit, you got to take it wherever you can. And kind of interesting, too, because uh, Closer by the Chainsmokers featuring Halsey, that also reworked a prior hit that wasn't a number one. They brought a piece of that uh, to number one as well. It was Over My Head Cable Car by The Fray. It was number eight hit in 2006. All right, so uh, Halsey at number one this week on the Billboard Hot 100. Ariana Grande down to number two after seven weeks at number one with Thank You Next. Uh, also, uh, Sunflower, Post Malone, and Sway Lee uh, up to a new peak at number three. Hits number one on the Hot R&B Hip Hop Songs chart, number one on Hot Rap Songs. So really a tight race going forward. Uh, really don't know what's going to be number one next week. Uh, Halsey just put out a new version, a remix of Without Me, featuring Juice World. So uh, that'll have some uh, tracking uh, uh, for this week, for next week's chart. So we'll see if that helps it stay at number one. Uh, over the holidays, so while we weren't uh, doing the podcast, uh, chart got completely different for a few weeks. Even up uh, the top ten, all these holiday songs were in the top ten of the Hot 100 just, just last week, in fact. Uh, four of them were still in the top ten. Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You, was number three. Uh, Bobby Helms, Jingle Bell Rock, number eight. Rocking Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee was number nine. And at number ten was Burl Ives, A Holly Jolly Christmas. That all new peaks for these songs. Uh, Christmas is gone, so the songs are all gone from the chart, too. And uh, Mariah falls off the Hot 100 straight from number three. That's a record. That's the highest... This was a good record or a bad record. And I was going to say, Miles and Mariah yeah. just can't stop setting records yeah. wherever she goes. It's just sort of more what it is. Uh, Christmas is over, so uh, no more airplay uh, for the song. Streams and sales uh, pretty much uh, tumble to, to minimal amounts. So, uh, yeah, off the Hot 100 for number three, uh, prior record was number four. When, uh, after Prince died in 2016, Purple Rain came back, got up to number four. And then uh, it was it was off the chart uh, the next week. So, uh, strange record. It, could have fallen off from number one and it as odd as that might have seemed it would make total sense if it just lined up perfectly with christmas but maybe next year uh hope is still there for for mariah fans for the landley uh maybe number one next year for now number three peak for all i want for christmas is you all right so halsey number one on the billboard hot 100 let's get into how it happened let's go right to the source right to the capitol tower in la i want to ask how cool it must be to work have you ever been in the capitol tower in la trevor uh, I've never been to LA, so oh, yeah. I think isn't that like the Capitol Tower? Like, didn't Kelly Clarkson say she used to like play like like she like bring her boombox out there or something and play music really loud and like sing in yeah. hopes of getting recognized? I guess it's going to show you know how much of a landmark that is, just in terms of uh, music history and yeah. artists still nowadays who want to get noticed. That's one of those really just one of those places where you can go and maybe it'll come true. Nowadays, I guess if they were to build a building instead of making it look like records, how do you make a building look like an MP3? Um, I'm sure you probably make it a music symbol or build it like a Spotify symbol, I guess. Yeah. Or, you know? There. All right, here's Greg Morella coming up on the Billboard Charpy Podcast. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Found you when your heart was broke. I filled your cup until it overflowed. Took it so far to keep you close I was afraid to leave you on your own I said I'd catch you if you fall Greg Morella, Executive Vice President of Promotion for Capital Music Group. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Of course. Thanks for having me on. So uh, we're going to be as cheesy as possible, I guess, and say, how's it feel for Halsey to be sitting up there at number one with without me on the Hot 100? Well, for, for her, it feels great. For all of us, it's... Uh, for all of us, it feels great, and it's exciting for us to um, to see her achieve this. You know, for her to for her to make such a, a phenomenal song, and um, you know, I think everybody everybody believed at the uh, uh, on the label side when we first heard it that um, that uh, that it was a big record, and uh, you know, but you, you you really don't know until it gets out in the public. And the public, uh, you know, decides. But we all felt really good about it. She felt good about it, and, and to, to see it end up at number one, where it is right now, is still. Uh, I mean, it's such a huge accomplishment uh, for Halsey, and uh, it's it's exciting. We're 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 so proud of, of what she's accomplished. So you, as far as I know, you told her she was number one. Uh, can you share her reaction? Well, it's it's actually her her management team. Um, you know, we share it with the management team, and the management team um, shared the information with her. And um, uh, she was uh, the she was speechless, and then you know was just so full of joy. And so it was. Um, it's 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 a validation, you know, for. And I don't want to. I don't want to speak for her, but that's. Um, you know her her managers uh, Jason and Anthony her who are her fan, fantastic guys and uh, they they said that she was she was speechless and then was screamed and was excited and it's just a 
it's it's monumental for her and it's a, it's it's you know it's a huge accomplishment so she, she's excited it's a big deal it goes without saying yeah it, you know, some number ones it feels like uh, they're sort of made to be hits and this song feels like it was just an organic uh, song that she put out of how she was feeling at a, a very uh, very emotional time and it's a very personal song and for that to connect it just kind of feels like when it's more just I put it out for the art and this is how I was feeling it kind of has an extra extra level of wow I really can't believe this connected yeah the, the, the timing of that um, uh, you know and I've, I've heard I've heard her uh, heard Halsey in, in other interviews and, and talking about the song and um, you know where she was in you know at that at that moment where she went into the studio and where she was in, in her her personal life and how that song was to your point was just sort of very raw and of the moment and very real uh, for her and um, uh, you know to have it be uh, to, to have it be received and understood um you know by all of her fans and music fans that way it's uh it's fun to see so you got to capital uh, greg in i think it was august of 2016 uh which is right when closer was uh, debuting on the billboard hot 100 went on to 12 week uh, run at number one her first number one and now uh you know, two and a half years later she's number one on her own uh how have you seen halsey change as a person as an artist have you seen her change what's your impression of her from when you started first working together uh, to now first number one on her own well to to your your point i when i started at capital halsey had already put in um you know several you know in this company and and halsey had already put in several years of work of uh, uh, you know, I think she might have had two albums out at that point. Um, and, uh, she had toured and she had already sold out, um, you know, Madison Square Garden and sold out the forum and, you know, had built such an incredible fan, fan base. Um, when I started at this company, to your point, you know, closer the, the, with the Chainsmokers was, you know, the, one of the biggest records in the world. Um, so we knew and, could feel when I came in the door here, um, you could feel that there was this anticipation and uh, this understanding of, of who Halsey was, and everyone was excited to hear what was next. And um, so I remember, um, you know, she was, you know, the work that had been done prior to me uh, arriving at Capitol and the work that Halsey had done, you know, just grinding and, and, um, and touring and putting out music, uh, you know, when I came in, she was teed up. And, um, I remember when she, she came in, um, to, to play us Hopeless Fountain Kingdom, which is, you know, her, her most recent album. Um, and she came in and she sat in, in a room full of all of us and she sat at the head of the head, uh, at the head of the table and she laid out her vision and, um, and, you know, to have an artist come in with a finished body of work and sit at the table and share their creative vision and be so clear on uh, on, on what her goals were and where she where she was headed and and who she is as an artist, um, it, it was so impressive. She's she's such a smart young woman, um, and, and you you figure that that out when you talk to her in the first 10 seconds. Um, and I remember her, you know, uh, she said, look, now or never in, in, in 
she was serious, but she said it very respectfully and um, and playfully. But she said, "Now or Never" is my first single, and then you guys can do what you want after that. And um, but she was serious, but she was very very respectful of um, when she said it, and we all took that to heart. And um, you know, and she was right with that song. It was uh, you know that was a big song. I think it was a I, I think it was you know number two or number three on the the airplay chart here in the U.S. But um, but I've, uh, you know, I've had the the privilege of, you know, being one of, you know, one of many, you know, I don't know, there's 200 people that work at this company, I think. Um, you know, I've had the, the privilege of being uh, part of that team and, you know, uh, being able to go along for the ride with an artist that is, you know, one of the most talented and, and creative uh, artists and, and, and every day, uh, she is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and you know this uh, hitting number one and uh, on the Hot 100 is just you know it's another example of it. Um, it's it's fun it's fun to, uh, to 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 witness and be a part of a team when you see an artist that is uh, that's that's growing like she's growing. Is that pretty rare for an artist to say, uh, this is going to be my first single? How many artists do that, and how many uh, get to, to have it uh, be their decision? Look, it's, it's, always, it's always collaborative. You know, if it's done, if it's done properly, um, it, it, it's always collaborative, and, and it depends. You know, there are some artists that, um, that uh, they have earned the right to come in and, and, and say that. Um, and there are others that are just... Um, uh, they're just, they have so much conviction. They're so passionate and they know who they are as an artist. And, um, they, um, they want their, their story to be told and their music to presented in, in the way that they feel represents them best. So you have to, you have to respect that. And, um, you know, that's why, you know, we're, we're really here to, um, support and kind of serve the artist's vision. Um, you know, we're not here to, to dictate to the artists on, on what is next for them. Um, you know, we offer our, we offer our opinions and our, our, uh, you know, from our, our areas of expertise. Um, and, you know, we kind of throw that out on the, uh, on the table and it's collaborative. But, you know, like I said, when, when Halsey, when she came in and said that, she said it in a way that was, you know, very respectful and, and, you know, said it with a smile, but you could also tell behind that smile was there's a, there, there's a young woman that isn't fucking around and she knows, she knows what it is. So yeah. you, you got to be able to recognize that. And, you know, Halsey certainly when this, even before, you know, when she came in to play Hopeless Found Kingdom, um, you know, she had earned the right to, to say that, you know, based on what she had accomplished already. You know, she's been right. So along those same lines, um, I think a lot of people maybe obviously weren't expecting this song. You know, it wasn't on the album. It was a standalone single that just kind of surfaced one day. And when, when something like that happens, you know, it's an autobiographical song, so you, you really can't plan for the circumstances that that make the song happen. But when, when a song like this comes along and she just sort of presents it, what is that like internally when, when you have this single kind of coming out of nowhere, there's not an album plan for it? How do you, you know, turn that just sort of, okay, here's a new track that I just want to put out into a number one hit? 
it's 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 the way of the world and, and now it's um you know we talk about this internally uh all the time if if you if you disappear for a year and a half to make an album and uh and you come back you know that's uh, that's a long time in today's music business um so you know we're i think you're seeing it more and more where artists are just going in and they're you know there it, it, it doesn't stop you go in you you make music you if you want to hold if you want to hold it back and and present it as an album um some artists still want to do that um but when artists come in and they're on a roll and they come in with another song that everybody believes is a hit single um it's exciting it's there's there's really no reason to to slow that down. Um, Halsey has so much momentum. Going back to to your point, you know, going back to closer, she goes from closer number one to now or never, which is the top five single. Then she goes into bad at love, which is a top five single. Then she goes into um, uh, uh, him and I with uh which easy which is a number one single now she goes into to without me which is now a number one single so at that point um you know two of those songs were off her album you know three of them were you know three were sort of standalones for her um so at this point um you know she's you know all these artists um are constantly working and they're inspired when, when they, when they succeed, it motivates them and it fuels them. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure Halsey now is, is already thinking, uh, about, okay, how am I going to beat this one? And, um, you know, I don't think any of us want her to wait, um, you know, for, for a year to put out an album, you know, maybe, you know, that ultimately will probably be part of the plan, but I think you want to just continue to, um, pour gas in the fire when you have momentum. Um, it's just if you look at if you look at a lot of the projects, some of them with with a lot of artists, um, you know, you don't know where the album cycle ended and the new one started. Um, if you're lucky, because you're just having continued success with with standalone singles through the process. Um, that's uh, it. Just seems like it's it's the way of the world. And one last thing about Halsey is it impressive that this song is cutting through at a time when uh, hip hop has been so huge and this song is streaming so well. That's that's been uncommon for pop hits uh, in the last few months. Yeah, it's, it, it, Halsey. It, it's interesting because she has. There is, um, you know, because if, if if you really go back and look, um, you know, she she has a she had an alternative foundation right. and I think you know uh, there's an there's an edge to her that um, that she's always had and she still has and she is embraced by um, the, uh, a rock audience a hip-hop audience a pop audience um, you know she's she's having massive hits at, at pop radio and pop you know just in the in pop culture um, but she is an artist that kind of, um, you know, she doesn't just live in a pop lane. And I think that that is, you know, the music is, um, the music is a little edgier and, um, you know, there's just, uh, it's, it's truly 
you know, truly a, a smash the song is. And that's where, um, whether it's pop or, you know, something that's rock leaning or hip hop, it's uh, those records are the ones that, you know, they, they raise the bar. Um, and she just, in this case, just, she simply made a complete smash of a song. Um, and has, and has now one of the most recognizable voices on pop radio. You know, you hear, um, you hear her voice come on, you know, you know it's her. And she's doing collaborations with, um, with some of the biggest hip hop artists. She's, she's, you know, working with, with people on the rock side. She's, um, you know, she's, she's universally loved as far as the uh, genres go. And not every artist can do that. Well, congratulations, Greg, on everything with uh, Halsey this week. Uh, this is the first number one on the Hot 100 for Capital uh, in just about five years since uh, Dark Horse. So congratulations uh, to everybody at the label on uh, being back at number one. Thank you. And I will I will share that with, uh, you know, everybody else that works at this company. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's fun to be able to be the person that gets, you know, gets on the phone and uh, talks to you about it. Um, but when you, you know, when you... You come in here and you realize how many people are involved in the process and how many people get a touch, um, you know, touch the the the, the 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 campaign of the song. It's uh, you know, it, it's it's pretty impressive when you realize that you know how many people of on, on the label side are involved with it. So uh, I will pass the congratulations on to everybody at Capital and, yeah. and thank you, and uh, and we'll certainly pass it on to Halsey as well. I'm sure it's always cool to go into the Capitol Tower. It probably feels even even better uh, these days with all the success you guys are having. It is a privilege to walk into this building every day, and it's not. I don't think it's lost on anybody when you when you walk in and you walk by the recording studio and you look down the hall and you look at the tower and there's there's nothing like it. Um, you know, it's not an office building. It's just there's there's nothing like it. So it is a, it is a fun place to walk into, um, but to have the success that we're currently having, um, uh, and walking in here with that and and looking at what's in front of us for 2019, uh, yeah, it's a fun place to be right now. Thanks to Greg Morella on the Billboard Sharpie podcast, wrapping things up. This is this sort of become an annual feature uh, I've done in print, and then I think we moved it to the podcast last year. So I uh, always like to do the beginning of the year, a new year, songs that peaked on the Hot 100 at numbers that correspond to that year. So for this year, it would be number 19 hits on the Hot 100 for 2019. Last year was number 18 hits for 2018. Should I keep going back? Is I was going to say, very good if you know what happened in 2017. Uh, so, yeah, it's always kind of fun to look back, and especially this time uh, we're in, this part of the decade, because uh, you find a lot of songs that peaked uh, for this uh, for this year. Uh, number 19, you might think, eh, not, not the biggest hit, didn't hit the top 10, but songs that, really it's more about songs that uh, their legacy has outlasted and outperformed their chart peak. So we're going to hear 19 songs that peaked at number 19, for 2019. They're all really well-known songs. Let's go all the way back, 1962 for this one. Signature song for Tony Bennett. I left 
Number 19 hit in October 1962. Uh, moving ahead to 1967. Here, here's an interesting one because uh, this version only got to number 19 uh, in July 1967 for Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. happened three years later Trevor <laughs> uh, well interestingly Diana Ross uh, had a number one version of that song uh, really kind of retooled it's not it's not I mean I guess it's a cover but it's actually done in such a different way that you know it doesn't really feel like the same kind of song but also one of those things I don't know I mean I feel like it's even though Diana Ross had the number one hit with it it almost feels like the Marvin Gaye Tammy Terrell is probably the better known version I don't know if it's just because of the accessibility or, you know, the Diana Ross has a lot of speaking parts and so it's not quite as sing-alongable as a, as a Motown song would be. But just funny to me that, at least I would say that the number 19 version is probably better known than the number one version. 1969, early in the year, number one country hit for three weeks and uh, just such a huge pop culture hit ever since then. Number 19 on the Hot 100 for Tammy Wynette. was the uh, victim, I guess, of an unseen revival in 1992, thanks to one Hillary Rodham Clinton, who, uh, you know, invoked the phrase of the title and sort of, um, you know, played down what, what she interpreted as sort of a stand by your man at any cost kind of jab. And that led to a little bit of, you know, public scrutiny about the song. But uh, yeah, that, that song, if you don't know it from its, its heyday, maybe you know it from its sort of 1992 revival Thanks to HRC. Uh, songs that uh, just continue to come back. This one probably comes back at maybe just about every concert you ever go to. Uh, number 19 hit in 1975 for Leonard Skinner, Freebird. So as cliche as it sounds, I have been at concerts where people have yelled out Freebird. Have you? If it's like, like, what do you want to hear? Freebird! Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so, number 19 hit, 1975. And uh, a year later, uh, sort of related, Peter Frampton got to number 12 with Baby I Love Your Way. So, two songs that missed the top 10 in 1988, Will to Power, put them both together, took it to number one. So, Freebird has been a number one song uh, made very pop by Will to Power in 1988. So, again, another example of how songs can just uh, find whole new lives after their original runs. Right, to wrap up the 1970s, we got a uh, hit number 19. What else? In October 1979, it is The Boss by Diana Ross. So, one of those things there, you know, The Boss sort of became uh, one of her nicknames for a while. And I guess a few years later, it probably would be more famously taken over by Bruce Springsteen. But uh, Diana Ross, the original boss, so really kind of funny that even though she had six number ones as a solo artist, um, a dozen more when she was guiding Supremes, always kind of fun when, you know, a song that isn't her biggest hit, maybe maybe not one of her best-known songs, still has a special place in her catalog just for that nickname that it gave her. And uh, 
talk about uh, Springsteen, a song called Springsteen by Eric Church, got to number 19 in 2012. Both The Boss and Springsteen, number 19 hits. And there's actually a Bruce Springsteen song by the actual boss, the actual Bruce Springsteen. Uh, we'll get to uh, coming up as well. Here's that one of the songs that I think really would surprise people if they didn't know uh, their chart history as, as deeply as, as everyone should. Uh, <laughs> 1981, this song got to number 19. Phil Collins, In the Air Tonight, uh, it's never gone away on radio. It uh, just feels like it's always been on radio for decades. But, yeah, it was originally a number 19 hit and it helped kickstart his huge run of hits in the 80s where he became a regular in the top 10 at number one. But uh, this is the one that really uh, got his solo career going. And to this day, people uh, still talk about what the song is really about. The uh, coolest thing for me is seeing him in concert uh, back in, in the early 2000s. He timed walking around the stage, up the stairs, to the point where the big drum solo kicks in, where he sat down right at the drums and did the drum solo. And it was just, it was just so cool. It just really was. I, I love how, because you know it probably was like the most planned thing. Everyone knew it was going to happen. Yeah. And like once you saw the star, you knew. But one of those things where, you know, even though you know it completely, like still, when it happens, you just... You can't help but be excited for it. Alright, jump ahead to 1988, just uh, over 30 years ago. The song is Push It by Salt and Pepper, which... Uh, one thing that I think a lot of people don't know is that's actually three people in the group. It's not just Salt and Peppa, but if if you know, you know. Gary, remind me again, who is the third? You don't know. Spinderella's also in there. Um, the song Push It, of course, still one of those songs that, I mean, iconic in, it, you know, in its own time. Still a huge hit today. Uh, obviously made huge inroads for female rap groups. Um, which we had not seen on the charts in, in any major capacity before them. So not only, you know, a, a great record on its own, but very important record and trend setting. And, I mean, we I think we paid tribute to Salt and Peppa um, a couple years back at the Billboard Music Awards. So great to see their legacy still being out here, of course, with Cardi and Nicki and so many other female rappers. You know, nice to see um, where it all started. Well, they just did a, a song called 80s Baby, uh, really celebrating when they started with New Kids on the Block, Debbie Gibson and Tiffany together. I mean, if that doesn't scream 80s lineup to you, yeah. I don't know who to get. For a long time, acts that had hits uh, sort of in that contained era, 80s, early 90s, uh, maybe uh, felt a little weird that maybe music had changed so much going forward that it got a little bit dated. A lot of these acts are celebrating that now, and they're, they're owning it, and you know, nostalgia is, is there. Great songs. People love it. All right. Uh, going from uh, something that was very uh, progressive at the time, female rap groups, to a song in 1990 that uh, went backwards and came back. So this song, of course, first a hit in the 60s, a number four hit originally in 1965. Whoa. So brought back in what movie did Unchained Melody come back in in 1990, Trevor? 
1990 movies. Uh, Godfather Part 3? No. Days of Thunder? No. 1990 Ghost, baby. It was Ghost. Yep. So, it's that scene with the pottery and yeah. the clay. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Uh, and really throughout the movie, too, the, the instrumental. But, uh, yeah, it absolutely brought the song back. So the song had been number four in 1965. It, it charted twice in 1990. And the, the whole uh, convoluted story is uh, the original version came back and got to number 13. But it wasn't available on a cassette single, which is how singles were really selling best at the time, or CD singles, uh, due to contractual issues. It uh, couldn't, couldn't be uh, released on anything other than vinyl. So the Righteous Brothers' uh, new version came out, uh, different recording, and that was the one people bought. So uh, radio was playing the original. People uh, were buying on cassette the newer version. They both charted in the top 20. So number 13 for the original and number 19 for the newer version, which you really you never hear at this point. If, if you have one now, it's, it's kind of a collector's item. So, uh, yeah, movie bring a song back to two different peaks in the top 20. And uh, yeah, great movie, Ghost. Whoopi Goldberg, A+. Plus. Uh, 1993, from movies to TV. Did you ever watch Blossom? Mm, I don't even know what that is. I don't think. Maya Bialik was Blossom from Big Bang Theory nowadays. All right. Uh, Blossom was a TV show uh, in the early 90s on NBC. Joey Lawrence was one of the stars. He, in some ways, uh, kind of became the big star of the show. Uh, So big that decided to have a music career. And uh, This song, well play the song first got to number 19 in 1993 he was very deliberate about his music career it could have just been Let's capitalize on your popularity. Let's put something out and not really put a whole lot of work into it. He really wanted to make sure he put out something that he thought was good. Some good songs on that album. That's a fun pop song. So uh, didn't embarrass himself at all. Joey Lawrence, number 19 in 1993. We went ahead to 1997. Uh, We keep talking about movies and TV. Here's the case of a song that was out originally just by itself. Got to number 63 on the Hot 100 1995. Disappeared. Wasn't really any kind of a major hit. 1997 came back and became a much bigger hit. Got all the way to number 19 because it was in the movie Jerry Maguire. Bruce Springsteen. There's the Springsteen song. Secret Guard. You beat me. And I'm just passionate. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hello. That's yo. That Tom Cruise power. You know, yeah. Tom Cruise was. I mean, had to be the biggest movie star in the world at that time. So, yeah, huge returns for that. You know, what made it big too on radio was a medley version with clips from Jerry Maguire. So radio stations were playing the song with clips from the movie, and that kind of became a thing in the late nineties. Titanic. There were versions of uh, My Heart Will Go On with dialogue from the movie. Uh, I actually made one uh, when I was working radio for after the Seinfeld finale where they played uh green day good riddance time of your life uh, i mixed one with seinfeld clips from the last episode uh if you can go dig that up somehow from gary's computer files i don't know hack into them or whatever please 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 share Com- widely computers 1998 i mean well you had to would you, would you mix it on a on a on a 
On a telegram? No, it was a big. It was. It was. A, we had these uh, machines. They called DSEs, digital sound editors. I think they were like twenty thousand dollars. Radio stations. Now you could just download a program on your laptop. But back then, it was, you needed to have some money for that. Ain't it funny how time? You know, technology just can fit in your pocket now. Yo, can I get a fuck you to the bitches from all of my niggas who don't love hoes? They get no dough. Can I get a Nineteen ninety nine, we're talking a huge breakthrough for Jay Z. He had one top twenty hit featured on Foxy Brown's "I'll Be," but this was Jay Z's first top twenty as a lead artist. Which really, although he'd been obviously talked about a lot, reasonable doubt, his, a lot of his albums, a lot of acclaim, had yet to really get that pop success. Uh, something you know, a lot of rappers really don't get that commercial success until they get really recognized and really built up for a couple of albums. Happens with Jay Z. So finally here is when we really get a huge breakthrough from him. Very commercial hit, even though uh, it had to do a lot of editing for this particular track, but still one of those songs that holds up in his catalog just as well as any other. And really began the hit streak of Jay-Z as a commercial force. This is around the time Hard Knock Life will come out after this, be another top 20 hit for him. And of course soon he'll move over to guest versing on Mariah songs, on plenty of Beyonce songs, but really... Can I Get It was the, the first real top 40 arrival of Jay-Z 20 years ago. 1999. He's currently at 99. Hot 100 hits. His next one will be his 100th. Oh, there's, 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 how is there no 99 problems? You know, this is, this is the moment we got to strike. You got to get something on that quick here. And it would not be proper to discuss 99 without mentioning who was taken over for 99 into 2000. That is Cash Money, the song uh, Back That Thing Up, as it is credited on the Hot 100. Real ones know what the real song is actually called. It is Back That Ass Up, Juvenile, featuring Mandy Fresh and Lil Wayne. So Lil Wayne making one of his earliest appearances on the Hot 100. Obviously, he'll go on to have more than 100 Hot 100 hits in his time, but uh, back then, just a featured verse on this track. It's one of those songs that, I mean, still to this day, it's one of those, if you grew up in the 90s, you know this song. It's still one of those Twitter catchphrases, you know, people use it in memes all the time. It's just that opening line more than anything, and it's one of those songs that just holds up on any dance floor, any club for eternity. All right, moving into the 2000s, uh, this is one of the one of the funniest, one of the quirkiest country hits uh, in uh, well, sort of recent memory. It's the Dixie Chicks. Right away, Mary Ann flew in from Atlanta on a red-eye midnight flight. She held Wanda's hand and they worked out a plan and it didn't take them long to decide that Earl had to die. Goodbye, Earl, number 19 hit on the Hot 100, faced some resistance at country radio. It was, it was still a country radio hit, but, uh, well, it's about killing a guy. It's a happy little pop song about killing Earl. Yeah, so. it, it takes a real, like, once you, like, you, you get into it a little bit, and it takes a left turn. Like, you, it, it actually, I guess you think it's going to be kind of a typical, you know, sort of domestic wife, you know, kind of battered a little bit tale, you know, maybe some maybe something nowadays you would think, a Miranda Lambert or somebody would right. put out. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it just like takes this huge left comic switch and you're like, oh, what? Okay, we're, okay, we're doing this. Cool. I guess ironic that uh, it wasn't a song about killing someone that got the Dixie Chicks banned from country radio. It was saying something bad 
about President Bush. Probably would make for, a, I think, a pretty good case study nowadays, in a way, is uh, the song Pop by NSYNC. So that song, uh, number 19 hit in June 2001, and it feels like it, it must have been probably a little bit of a letdown for what people would have expected. This is the first album after No Strings Attached, the lead single for uh, the celebrity album, No Strings Attached. Uh, had set a, a record at that time for best first week sales by any album that Nielsen Music had ever recorded. The record held all the way up to 2015 when Adele came out, so it's still in second place. But with No Strings Attached having Bye Bye Bye, their first number one on the Hot 100, It's Gonna Be Me, I think people would have expected pop to be more of an occasion than it ended up being. Yeah. So a number 19 peak, probably a little, yeah, a little unsettling, which really goes to show, um, conversely, the first wave of hip-hop and, and, and urban sounds that were taking over at that time. That's a lot of Jennifer Lopez at number one. Um, a lot of... Let the Usher take over. Yeah, yeah Usher, yeah, with, with You Remind Me. And, I mean, those songs are already huge hits. And so, funny that the pop song, you know, and this is the dirty pop era, so it was already some R&B production in there. Couldn't quite find that same hold. That didn't stop Celebrity from becoming a huge thing. It still sold 1.8 million in its first week, but... You know, the first kind of wave where those singles may not have been connecting in that same way. Yeah, it's always tough uh, for boy bands, too, because you wonder uh, if the real core audience may be young enough that by the time, even if it's a year later, some of them kind of move on to something else. So, you know, fickle audience is part of it, too. But, uh, yeah, and of course, I mean, just funny that the song literally is called Pop, and just one of those things where, man, wasn't quite as popping as um, maybe people would have thought coming out of the Jump ahead to 2005, uh, I want to talk about Ashley Simpson, the song Boyfriend, uh, in particular just because unique place in her catalog, the first single from her second album, which is really the, the first move after the infamous, which, you know, still kind of, when you look back, maybe unfair at how harsh that the sentence was handed down to her, but yeah. 2004, Saturday Night Live appearance with the lip syncing malfunction and, and the fiasco that followed that, and you know, the, the little hoedown dance and how it really wasn't played off particularly well. And, you know, I, I guess nowadays, especially when you look back with some hindsight, it seems ridiculous. But that was really, you know, that was the death knell in her career in, in a lot of ways. Um, but Boyfriend, the first song on her next album, tried to sort of bounce back from that. Had a little more, uh, uh, almost like a, it had a little more of a country, yeah, sort of maybe rock, pop influence. It was a little more rounded. Um about not stealing somebody's boyfriend. Uh, I don't think Gary's a particularly huge fan of this song, but I still think uh, he, he's, he's he's grimacing. He's, he's he's quaffling with it. I think Pieces of Me was better. He likes the more, okay, the more slick pop. Okay, fine, fine, fine. But still one of the songs that when you look at this list of 19 hits, it's kind of one of those that made me go, oh, yeah, like this was... Like this, this, this had a place at yeah, the time. Yeah, it, it absolutely captures, you think in 2005? Uh, yeah, Ashley Simpson, of course. All right, moving ahead to 2008. This song got to number 19, uh, but listen to it. It's not Kid Rock. And we were 
Number nineteen with all summer long. Hitmasters sounds like like that boule company you used to use on like LimeWire or somebody. Where yeah. it would be like you know this is Hitmasters. Yeah, or the the Countdown Singers, any of those groups that just studio performers. So their version got to I number nineteen. I don't think we're talking about the same thing. We're not. Like you ever bootleg a song and like never, would, and it would come on at underneath and it would be like AOL music and it's like damn like. Like it's like it's like it's on the audio, so like everyone knows oh. that you bootlegged it. No. So I feel like it's one of those things where like you know you'd be listening to I don't know Bleeding Love, and it all of a sudden like underneath it'd be like this is by Hitmasters, and it's oh. like damn, stop telling everybody I bootlegged this song. You, you just told everyone you bootlegged songs. If it look first of all, I didn't bootleg Bleeding Love, but if anybody really wants to think that I didn't bootleg a song back you know 12, 13 years ago, that this I, I I'm not saying I would have, I'm not saying I did, I'm just saying I thought about it. Yeah. So, uh, and th- thinking about it, it's not a crime. Uh, so, yeah, th- this I, I'm, I'm thinking more of like groups over the years that recorded versions just to uh, so that uh, record stores years ago or on iTunes uh, just record a version. People might click on it not knowing it's not the original. So, an easy money grab. I mean, you would hope that somebody would sample the song or something like, oh, that's not Kelly Clarkson's voice. Oh, that's not Rihanna. Yeah, like, if you're not paying close attention, sometimes they sound, the goal is for it to sound pretty close to the original. Uh, so yeah, so Hitmasters uh, got to number 19 in 2008 with their version of All Summer Long. Kid Rock's got to number 23. Uh, so how did that happen? Kid Rock didn't have his music on iTunes. He uh, boycotted it famously for a long time. It's on iTunes now in 2012. He put his catalog on there. But uh, with no sales, the uh, song could only get to number 23. Huge radio hit. But uh, the sales for Hitmasters actually made it a bigger hit than the original. There was actually a third version as well by... The Rock Heroes got to number 29 in 2008 as well. Did you ever bootleg any Rock Heroes music? I, I didn't bootleg anybody's music. Uh, 2009, the next year, I'm going to say this title very, very carefully. If You Seek Amy by Britney Spears. Did I say that right? I'm sorry, say it some more time. If You Seek Amy. Girl, girl's name, Amy. Somebody take me home. Radio version, if you see Amy, didn't really make a whole lot of sense. But I got it on the radio. Yeah, that's okay. Well, okay. I mean, I guess, I guess you know, if you're if you're half paying attention, you may hear that. Uh, yeah, very tongue-in-cheek Britney Spears there. Um, you know, this is this is really sort of second wave Britney when she's getting more hits after the Womanizer and Circus and all that kind of thing. So she's having a lot more fun with her reputation. It's it's not, you know. I hate to sort of bring her up in every kind of example, but it's like, in a way, like something that Taylor Swift kind of would have, like with Blank Space, like sort of playing on that. I don't think Taylor would have gone that far. Yeah, I was going to say, she wouldn't do it. She wouldn't go that that. far, but I think think it's sort of in that same kind of, you know, that that joy of poking fun at your reputation. More Madonna, I think. uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, that's true. But but a good song. That's actually helped make it a hit at radio with, with that slight edit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely holds up in the catalog. Oh. Speaking of Taylor Swift. Everybody's waiting for you to break down. Everybody's watching. 
right, yeah, 2012, talking Taylor Swift. The song is Eyes Open from the soundtrack to The Hunger Games. So back then, you know, that was the big anticipated movie. The first installment coming out in 2012, Taylor recruited to do the soundtrack work there. Um, she had done a soundtrack song before for the song Valentine's Day with her Today Was a Fairy Tale, but kind of one of the first times she's stepping out. A little more rock backing to it. Uh, this is the point where Speak Now is her most recent album, so we hadn't seen Red yet. We certainly hadn't seen 1989, but definitely one of the first times we, you know, we saw Taylor could do something a little different, a little meaner, but uh, still a very inspirational song. Very, uh, very much all things Taylor Swift. Also Safe and Sound, uh, the song with Civil Wars on that same album, so uh, another side over there. And uh, going from Taylor to one of the members of the squad, Lord. 2017. Is the squad still, is that, yeah, are we still going to use that? Yeah, are we going to assume there, is it hiatus on the squad? I think so. Are they, okay. But she was, she was an official member. Uh, this song, I, to this day, still think there should have been a much bigger hit. It's Greenlight by Lord. So, all right. That, I think I think that's nineteen number nineteen hits we just did for two thousand nineteen. So twenty for twenty next year. Did you hear uh, who people think should uh, usher in next year and uh, New Year's Eve on, on TV? Oh, I have heard about this. Yes. Um, wow. I wish we. Well, here's a clip of uh, some of some some of the uh, many times. She's been able to say it before. Good evening, I'm Hugh Downs. And I'm Barbara Walters, and this is 2020. Yes! yes. Not Streisand, yeah. but Barbara Walters! It kind of has to happen at this point, doesn't it? It'll I mean, disappointing if it doesn't happen. I believe, you know, and I do believe the power of the internet can make anything happen. If there's a big enough, you know, viral campaign behind it, I bet you old Babs will show up and give us one last 2020. Or, or people just on YouTube at, at midnight uh, next year hitting play on that clip. That's not too sad. Yeah, her streams will be through the roof. All right, so uh, that's it. Sharpie Podcast back uh, for another year. Uh, Halsey number one, thanks to Greg Morella from Capitol Records. Uh, so in, in things that really don't really fully matter to the listener, but uh, we're moving. This is our last podcast uh, here at 340 Madison Ave in New York. We're moving uh, offices and billboard uh, closer to Times Square. So we've been recording this podcast in the Billboard Library uh, ever since uh, you've joined uh, the podcast a couple of years ago, uh, Trevor. So uh, we're going to be in a real studio from now on. So maybe it'll sound better. Yeah, I was going to say if the audio quality suddenly, you know, just jumps in clarity and, 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 and ease of listen, it's not us. It is the surrounding acoustics, I'm sure. It's going to be so fancy now that we have to up our game. So it's a real studio. Yeah, so um, this this whole time, this was warm-up. This was was, was just, you know... Some pre-practice drills. This is preseason, so we'll be uh, out there soon enough. Once we get everything established and settled and may take us a little time, we're going to hopefully get everything as soon as possible. But we will be back with plenty more chart action to help kick off what is a brand new year for all of us. Duh, because that's how time works. I hope it's soundproof. Times Square. Yeah, yeah. We'll be over in that part of town. So if you're ever in that part of town, want to come say hey to your favorite Chart Beat podcast co-host, and Gary, let us know, and we'll uh, hook you up. 
Uh, How about we wrap with what's number 19 this week? Yeah. Alright, so to wrap things up, uh, this song has actually gotten higher than number 19, but has not been in the top 10, so we have not really heard this song in any of the countdown medleys or anything like that. So here it is, uh, something that is an oldie, and I guess by now, by current standards, it's maybe an oldie, but a goodie. Yeah. Number 19, we got the foursome of DJ Snake, Osuna, Selena Gomez, and Cardi B. Here is Taki Taki. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com